Welcome to Rocketman Explores, where we voyage forth and delve into the world of sci-fi. But wait a minute! Ah, that's better. So this season, we're going to be exploring alternate universes. What they are, how dark they could be compared to our regular ones, and just what kind of strange, wondrous, and terrible things can be found there. So come and join me on this journey, and we'll all go and find wonder and terror and strangeness together. Hello again, everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of Rocket Man Explores. I'm here with a very special guest, Ben of Bean Duck Productions. Welcome back. Hello, thank you for having me again. And today we are once again branching out. We're doing a non-Star Trek related episode. We're getting into a fiction milieu that is near and dear to my heart. We're talking about Rick and Morty today. Yeah. Yes. Rick and Morty. The uh, favorite cartoon of many different people has almost become a joke in and of itself in certain subsectors of the internet, but we're going to ignore that all. Why I'm interested in it is a truly fantastic example of taking the concepts of parallel universes to a lot of interesting conclusions and extremely nihilistic conclusions. So, Ben, I suspect just from the look on your face that you guys can't see, but it's very that you are a fan of Rick and Morty. Yes, yes, very much so. I, I am not up to date on the current season yet, but all previous seasons I've, I'm completely up to date on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like you've already hinted at, I think I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show... Uh, Rick and Morty, because of its nihilistic approach to all of the, I'll use the word philosophical topics it explores. Yeah. Right? But also because I think it's just like, I really love cartoons specifically mm-hmm. that are highly intelligent. Yes. Um, like I just recently got into like Bojack Horseman. I'd never gotten into it before. And I, I find in a very different way, not like philosophically, but almost like, um, well, okay, fine, philosophically, but. Whereas Rick and Morty is almost like existential yeah, philosophy, is, Bojack Horseman's like it's very personal philosophy. Pers- yeah, personal it's philosophy. like inter interhumanist yeah. philosophy and that kind of thing. But so that's why I love Rick and Morty so much because it's 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 like this uber existential philosophical show. It's like I was just I was just listening to I listened to um a podcast called Not Another D and D Podcast. I'm a mm-hmm. D fan, and one of the guest stars on that show one episode was Shabon Thompson from from the uh, college humor community okay. of, of, of folks. And she was saying, because she, she writes for Rick and Morty now. Ah, oh, excellent. And one of the the members of the show was like, hey, Siobhan, when's the next episode coming out? And she's like, you know, everyone's always asking when more Rick and Morty's coming out. She's like, you know, there's a lot of us writing on that show and we're all really smart. And yeah. that's what it takes to write Rick and Morty. So it takes yeah. a long time. It's, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. It takes a bit to put the whole thing together. But that's why I love Rick and Morty. It's like this really smart, really, I mean, really is an understanding, like this fiercely intelligent and philosophical show that is that is kind of like centered around the nihilistic approach. Yeah, which, and then yeah. it's snuck right in there with the presentation of, especially, I hadn't rewatched the first season in a while, and especially the, a very almost simple mm-hmm. animation styles and such. Very to much just so. Well, much this, as you say, uh, Bojack Horseman's a great example. Another thing of take a very sort of simplistic animation approach to get into some really, really deep yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And for me, the episode that we're going to be uh, getting into a bit more, that, although this is mainly going to be a more Rick and Morty just sort of in general topic, but... The episode I want to focus on somewhat specifically is the season one episode, episode six, Rick Potion number nine. Because for me, it's when 
it's the episode that sort of, I mean, Morty breaks a lot over the course of the series, but it's the first thing that really breaks him. And what breaks him is some of the ramifications of alternate universes that Rick is just so casual about. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't care, but the, the, what Morty has just witnessed and what sort of this means for him, like as a being and as a person is, is profoundly shocking and terrifying for him. Yeah. So for those, just a very quick recap for those that forget, um, Rick potion number nine is where, and also, yeah, calling out the characters both as terrible people. It was the first one. <laughs> Rick is always a terrible person in the shows, or almost always. But it's the first one that really also calls out the fact that Morty, while hapless, is can also be absolutely terrible. Sure. To put a long story short, a long story short, a long story short, Morty decides that he wants to ask a girl to the flu season dance, which again is there's. <laughs> Rewatching the episode, there's these all these um, announcements over the school tannoy, which I didn't hear the first time, which are just brilliantly insane from <laughs> Principal Vagina. Like, talking about flu season dance, you know, it's not there to spread it, it's there to inform, so stop sneezing. It's just insane. <laughs> like, why, why would you have a dance and bring everyone together in flu season? It doesn't make any sense. But anyways, <laughs> Morty decides he has to ask out the most popular girl in school. There's, I can't go in all the clever jokes that there are because it would just take all day. The football players speaking about, you know, he wouldn't go to the, the, the prettiest girl in a more wealthy school and ask her out, so why would Morty do that? He's like, look, I, I throw balls. If you want someone who can speechify good data, like writing person, anyways. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant. This is um, a good show. But Morty, Morty asks Rick for essentially a hyper-scientifically-powered roofie to yeah. make her fall in love with him and only him. Uh, Rick whips it up because he has no moral conscience whatsoever. Absolutely not. He doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, but neither does Morty in this situation. But what Morty doesn't realize and what Rick forgets is that if they have the flu, it's going to spread to everyone. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. And you get some very terrifying scenes of like the principal and the gym teacher both attempting to have sex with Morty along <laughs> with everyone else in the gym, chasing him out of school. Rick realizes what's happened, evacuates him out, uh, whips up a, a solution and um, sp- uh, to fix it, which is praying mantis, which counters voles or whatever it is he used it, and, and says one of my favorite lines he ever says, which is, sometimes, Morty, science is more art than science. Not a lot of people understand that. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, and in the, context of, brilliant. in the context of what happens in the show, of course, it's absolutely terrible because uh, everyone turns into mantis sometimes monsters. Sometimes, Morty... Yeah. Science is more art than yeah, science. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more art than not a lot of people understand that. You know, great. It's great. But they turn into monsters. Rick attempts to fix it again. They turn into even more heinous monsters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they call each other out, which I like the part of the episode. Morty calls him out. It's like, Rick, you know, how could you fuck this up? And Rick calls him. He's like, you know, Morty, like, you wanted me to ra- make a little roofie drug because you're, you're a little fucking creep, Morty. Yeah. You're just a little creep, yeah. you know? You can't hold me. And Morty goes, okay, fine. I accept my responsibility. But, you know, you, you, you got to accept the fact that you fucked this up too, Rick. You yeah. fucked up the whole planet. Yeah. So what are we going to do to fix it? And Rick says, it's okay. I have a way to fix it. And this is where the alternate universe things come in. He fixes it by not fixing it. Yeah. He uses his understanding of the infinite nature of parallel universes to find a universe with a very specific points of they fix the problem and the world is no longer fucked up and then they die immediately afterwards. Yeah. The two of them, Titan thing, die in an explosion. Yeah. Rick and Morty arrive at this exact time and Rick promptly gets them to 
And again, another brilliant line says, no, I think we'll each carry our own bodies and bear them. That seems like a fair way of divvying it up. You know, I think that's, <laughs> that's a reasonable way of splitting the work. We each bury ourselves. Yeah. Um, and they do. They bury their own bodies. They go unmarked in. Unmarked graves fine. in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. in unmarked graves in the backyard, which, side tangent, comes back. I think it's season three. It comes back, it, I, I think, a couple times. Yeah, well, yeah. but the whole time, they're so incredibly obvious the graves are always incredibly obvious that they're there they're just these like anyone would be like hey that looks an awful lot like a pair of unmarked graves yeah but anyhow and then they just move into this universe and that's it and rick Rick treats this absolutely casually in a way that would almost imply he may have done this very thing before (laughs) especially since he says you know we have maybe three or four more of these tops like he's already he's already got the number of exact number that he has (laughs) left of this particular move down yeah but even though, again, the simplistic animation style, but doesn't matter. You see in Morty's eyes, he's looking around, he's looking at everything as it was, and it just breaks him. It absolutely oh, it just fucked his brain completely. Breaks absolutely. his spirit. Yeah. And yeah, that as a concept, there's a lot of shows deal with parallel universes, or even the in, they, they make suggestions that they understand the idea of an infinite amount of universes. Yeah. But this is a show that really plays with that. Okay, there's literally an infinite amount of universes. Yeah. And so there is a place where this exact, and if we're in all of them, we're going to die in a lot of them. Yeah. And if, if we're smart and know how to move between the two, we can just slide right in there like nothing happened. And yeah. that's a terrifying thought to think of. Like, I mean, the, the first thought, I don't know about you, but the first thought it brings up in yeah. me is, is, and you're, bear with me here, because yeah. <laughs> obviously this, we're talking about Rick and Morty, so it maybe takes some time to, yeah, no to, to wor- form the thought. No worries. It'll but take some construction. The first thought that, that, comes to mind is yeah and again i will explain what not who but what yep are we yes what are we because if he's moving into a unit there so they're moving into a new unit sorry a new universe yep a different universe where ostensibly like you're saying everything has happened the exact same yeah up until the point of the problem where uh, rick couldn't solve the problem but in this universe, instead, Rick does solve the problem. Yep. And then immediately, Rick and Morty die, but are replaced by the, their other selves. So no one in the universe, including the universe itself, yeah. in theory, is any the wiser. Yes. And so then there's Rick and there's Morty. There's Morty with his mother and his father yeah. and his sister. But that's not his mother and his father and his sister. Yes. But is it or isn't it? That's, that's what I mean by what are we. It's like, are we... You know, actually, this collection of matter and consciousness that we feel and experience, yep. or are we a collection of th- thoughts and memories? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is that is that person any different to Morty than the actual person he left in the other universe? You know what I mean? Yes. That's, yeah. Exactly. Which is it's, frightening. <laughs> it's yeah. Are we and. If if we're not, the, if we're not, if we're exactly the same, if we're no different at all, yeah. then that implies that although we're exactly the same, you're right that that's the terror. I mean, that's I think maybe that's part of where the terror comes from. Is if you're not, yeah, that implies that it's impossible for us to conceptualize as you not being different because we are not experiencing all those things of all the course, time. They're of separate entity. The idea of a separate entity. Not being just like similar to us, but a separate entity nonetheless being us, yeah, is 
frightening in and of itself as like an existential terror concept. But then if, as you say, if he's not, well then they're not actually slipping in exactly the same, are they? How yeah. would anything else? Either way you look at it, either it's one of those sort of, okay, it reminds me a bit of Carl Sagan's uh, quote there, right? He's like, there are two possibilities in the universe. Mm -hmm. Either we are alone, we are completely alone in the universe, or we are not. I'm not sure which one is more terrifying. Right, it's right, this, yeah. It's the same idea. Both of, both of the interpretations of that are almost equally terrifying in yeah. different ways. Yeah. And yeah, not many other fictional shows would even bother to pose that kind of a sort of brain-melting sure. question. Like, you, we, I, we've already did an episode with a similar concept, a Star Trek episode, Parallels, where Worf sort of flashes through different quantum realities of himself. Right. But yeah, I remember that one, I think. It's his consciousness that does it every time. Sure. He, his body doesn't change, so it's never a sep it never delves into the idea of him being separate but similar in the same way because it's always the same character. It's just everyone else around him that's changing. Right. So they sort of they sidestep over that, I think, for the reason that you bring up because it's it's a really messed up thing to actually contemplate. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, you know, now I guess what we're talking about is like, what is, and I mean, this is obviously probably, well, this is probably one of the largest struggles of like science, I suppose. Is like, what is consciousness? Yes. Like what? Like, and going back to my question of what are we? Right. It's yep. like, what is consciousness? Yeah. You may. I mean, you you know you know you, know, you thought you you dipped back into Star Trek there for for a second. I mean, I think the question of what is consciousness, if you're kind of relating it back to Star Trek for a second, is is for for me this for me one of the scariest things to wrap my brain around is yep. simply transporters. Te yes. Teleport teleportation. Mm -hmm. Teleportation. Like when I like if transporters existed, if teleportation existed, I don't know if I would do it. I would yeah. be. I'm too. I'm the kind of person like I live my life like I, I, I'm I'm an atheist. I believe in this being the only reality we will ever experience. Mm -hmm. And in death, we are just nothingness again. Right. Which to me kind of frightens me. I'm I'm afraid of death. Yeah. I'm I'm very afraid of death. Uh, you know. I, I, I get what, like, I've heard from, like, I don't know, Bill Nye or Neil deGrasse Tyson or whoever said it before. Like, look, it wasn't scary before you you were born, so it's not going to be scary. Be like, I get that, but yeah. it's like, but I like existing, so I don't want to not exist anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but the more and more I think about it, the more, the more I think that if transporters existed, my fear of death would stop me from doing it too much. Even if, like, so many people were saying, like, but, I'm, it's, but it's safe, this and that, whatever. But I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know the you that comes out of the transport? How the will it ever one? know that it was the you exactly. that went in? Because if memory itself, if yeah. memory itself, and I guess consciousness, consciousness itself, yep. is formed only from the atoms and the information that is collected in what is our existence, then what's the difference? Yeah. Which brings it back, brings it back brings to right back to Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty which yep. is is Rick's mom, dad, sister, whatever. Are they? Are they different ones? You know what I mean? Like, if Rick's, like, I don't know, like, it's not Rick. If Morty is, like, you know, having a moment of, like, love or sincere emotion with his mom, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, but I'm feeling this about someone that it's not. But it is. But it is that but person. But it is that person. Ah! Yeah, it is that person. <laughs> but then, is it that person? And they get, when they get later on into the series, and they bring in the whole, like, the council of Ricks and yep. the Mortys and things, that sort of gets even deeper because now they are all there and they are all the same person, 
but they're not. They all, they each all have sort of subtle lived experiences. Sure. Now, that brings up a whole thing I've never figured out. If they're all Rick, which means they're all geniuses, sure. how they decide which ones are like the idiots that just pull the levers and such, <laughs> and then which ones are the ones that are actually running it. There never seems to be any like rhyme or reason to determine which are like just the grunt Ricks and which are not, except sure. for the one episode where they have the one idiot Rick right. who makes Remember friends that. with Jerry. But other than that, yeah. What's, how, what was the establishment of the hierarchy? How did that occur within an entire basically race of nihilistic geniuses who are all exactly the same? Well, there's, there's, you know, there's another perfect example of how Rick and Morty just almost infinitely brings up so many philosophical conversations yep. in that, sure, um, all Ricks are geniuses. Yep. All Ricks are arguably, if not by definition, except for stupid Rick, as you mentioned, yep. uh, the, the smartest person in their universe, yes. in their entire universe. But it brings up the, the, the idea of relativity, yeah. right? I mean, like... You know, we're talking before we started recording. You guys walked in. You're talking D and D, whatever. Like, yep. you know, you talk. You talk like alignment, like you know, good, evil, lawful, uh, chaotic. Yep. Um, but these opposing concepts only exist. Smart, stupid, mm -hmm. only e exist in relation to one another. If if suddenly tomorrow the 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 fifty percent of the human population who was the least healthy, so the 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 the, the lower fifty percent yep. all died tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The first person in the fifty first percentile is now would the then become the least healthy human on the planet. Yeah, you know what I mean. When beforehand he was like, oh, I thought I was pretty average, and it's like, look, your health hasn't actually changed, but now by definition of who is the most and least healthy, you are the least healthy. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like that's it's all about relations. So I think in the Rick. Council of Ricks, Society yep. of Ricks kind of situation. It's like, yeah, well, even the ones pulling levers, even the ones doing grunt work in their universes are by far and beyond the smartest entities in those universes. But then all of a sudden, if you seclude them only with the infinite society of Ricks, mm -hmm. they're on they're the lowest the, end the of the spectrum. Yeah. It, it brings to mind... Which is mind-boggling. It brings to mind long, long ago, um, I used to do... I did a logic classes in Sejep mm -hmm. for reasons which seemed... To make sense at the time, but that are lost to the mists of drugs and age. So you you illogically took a logic. Yeah, well, it? I think it was required. I was in liberal arts, and it was required. Oh, there you go. One of the required things, and I was so angry at the idea of um, we were talking about logic about number sets, and in particular, infinite number sets. Sure. But the idea that a set of numbers with only the odd numbers and a set of numbers with all numbers, despite sure. the fact that they're both infinite, as you say, they're both infinite. They both have an equal relation to each other, but one of them, of necessity, is larger than each other. Sure. However, my, I think my brain had trouble with that because the idea that an infinite set can be larger than other infinite set is sure. inherently insane because they're both infinite. Infinite, by its very definition, is beyond categorization. Right. However, it's not. There is still more of that set. So you say the same thing. If you change... The, the dynamic can still be the same. You still have the healthy and the non-healthy, yeah. but you change the parameters of the set, it still completely changes it, despite the fact that it contains the same thing, yeah. more or less. Yeah. That class drove me nuts. <laughs> I did not enjoy that class. Um, yeah, just... The, so, different, the different sizes of, of infinity yeah. definitely can be frustratingly mind boggling yeah like infinity like, is an annoying yeah. concept like fi finite infinity versus infinite 
infinity. infinity. Like the the example I I was kind of led to understand those two things were like like counting counting like ho- counting whole numbers like yep. one two three four five all the way up until time ends. It's it's yep. infinite, right? Yep. And that's a that's a finite in, infinity. Yeah. But an infinite infinity is like. Never mind whole numbers. Use as many decimals as you as you would like. Mm-hmm. How many numbers exist between the whole number zero and the whole number one? That yeah. is an infinite infinite, right? Because yeah. you can just keep adding decimals, whatever, and it just keeps getting larger. Yeah, you know and I mean? it never like, ends. Yeah. Anyways, if you're our listeners in Canada, it's legal. Smoke a joint and wrap your hands around that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There Have you yourselves go. a good time. There you go. Um, so yeah, it seems almost counterproductive to ask the the questions I normally ask about like you know why was this particular story needed to be an alternate universe and thing because the very sort of bedrock of almost well, all yeah. of Rick and Morty's stories tend to tend to use that concept of all it the universes uh, th- yeah their exploration you you said it best probably their exploration of the philosophical questions that they like to explore and yeah. ponder require the framework of an infinite possible universes in order to function, or most of them do well, anyways. I think one, I think there is one answer to the question of like, kind of like why, let's say not that episode, but just in general, yeah. why does Rick and Morty use the framework of there being multiple inf- infinite realities yeah. and infinite universes is, is that, you know, you're talking about, earlier in the conversation, you're talking about Morty being this like, uh, sorry, Rick being this, this moral-less character, mm-hmm. right? But I think the infinity of the universes in which he has at his disposal gives him less and less reason to have morals because it's almost like there's no consequences essentially to his actions. Yes. For, for him. Yeah. Not for a... S- for entire universes at, yeah. at, at, from, at, at any given point. But like to him, there's almost like, it's like there's no consequences to his actions. This episode is a perfect example yeah. of what which, you just said. Which begs the question, like, yeah. is he wrong to not have morality? You know what I mean? Or it's like, or, or, or even more interestingly, like with, with higher intelligence, is there more of a, is there less of a chance of having high morals? or yeah. so, Like something like that. I yeah, don't know. no, it's, it's, if, I just say, if you have, a, such an understanding of the functioning of reality yeah. that is so far beyond what anyone else who lives in that same reality as you are. Because yeah. you, you even... Morals is sort of beyond... To a certain extent, you say it's beyond Rick. It, because sure. it doesn't... He no, And not just that he thinks it doesn't matter. Most of reality of morality is based around what we think should be or should not be good. And sure. Stuff. It's not... He doesn't think that maybe it doesn't matter. He knows it doesn't because he's seen an infinite number of universes where whatever it is that he did, it doesn't matter what, yeah. it didn't matter yeah. or it still doesn't matter. Yeah. So he has, it's more, he has, it's not just the possibility of being morally wrong, it's that he has the certainty of almost infinite knowledge. Yeah. And that's why he can't really relate to, that's why he can't relate to almost anybody else. Yeah. Because how how could he? How could he ever do that? We just it's be until and probably why one of the reasons why he takes Morty to see as much as he can because yeah. in his heart of hearts he wants someone else who can at least somewhat empathize sure. with his conception with his conception of the universe, which is almost unique. 
and 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 entirely lonely, incredibly yeah. lonely. Like it's funny the way the the more and more you're describing it or, or describing Rick in this way, it's like I guess it's like almost like he is like a like a deity. Yeah, he's God. Uh, yeah. And it's funny how, like, you know, in our society, like, in many, in many, if not most religions, like, God or gods are seen as these, like, um, controlling, like, kind of molding the universe the way that the way they see it to be best. Or, like, certainly in many religions, like, to be helping people to be this yep. positive force and this and that, whatever. Whereas, like, I don't know, if there, if there was a proof to me that, uh, that a god existed one day or whatever... I would be much less surprised if they were more like Rick. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Just like, just like, yeah, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. But I just like, it's like, well, kind of like, I always read the con sort of I, similar like you. I'm also atheist and not so much enamored concept, but I always view the concept of God more as the same way as, so take an ant farm that you give to kids, Sure, you know, and, a small child, a seven or eight year old human being, yeah. controls the totality of existence of these beings. Yeah. Everything about their existence is under their control. Yeah. They, he is, he or she is, for all intents and purposes, their god. Yeah. It is also a seven or eight year old child. <laughs> you know, the two don't have to necessarily be separate. Yeah. The two aren't. You can have. Yeah, I would also not be as surprised if God turned out to be just a Rick. complete and utter lunatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just with so no weird. morals whatsoever. Yeah, and, re and ready at, at the drop of a hat to give up on our entire existence yeah. to convenience him and his grandson and go move yeah, to another exactly. universe. We don't matter. Leave us all as as horrific creatures to to yeah, and that one gets another. into the nihilism of it. Is very yeah. much we. The, that the, that entire earth, that entire yeah. reality, those billions of people don't matter yeah. at all. Yeah, nothing matters. They mean Absolutely, nothing. nothing matters. Yeah, yeah, nothing matters. And it's and it it wears on him. I mean, if I remember, there's there's one episode where, uh, the episode where you meet one of his ex girlfriends, and his ex girlfriend turns out to be a hive mind consciousness, right. which has taken over an entire planet. Like that's right. the type of mind that he needs to sort of relate to. <laughs> but she ends up like breaking, and and yeah, of course, there's all sorts of messed up things with come with that. I believe he like he parachutes into a football stadium filled entirely with red-headed women with like all the entire audience's men who look like his dad <laughs> or like something like that, that happens. And then, I don't know. There's a lot, but That's of true. course they end up breaking up and then he ends, I mean, in probably one of the darkest moments I've ever seen in a cartoon, he goes, he gets himself ready to kill himself, mm. sets himself up. And then the only reason he doesn't is he's too drunk and he passes out and the beam misses his head. <laughs> like right. it's, you know, it's, right. it's utter loneliness at the top because you nobody can possibly conceptualize how yeah. you even view the infinite the infinity of existence oh it's 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 ma it's maddening it's maddening yeah and like inconceivably w weighted nature of what rick and of course then by proxy morty have yeah. to kind of experience on an an adventure by adventure basis is so perfectly summed up in i can't remember exactly what episode it is i believe it's the season premiere of one of the seasons yeah when it 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 opens with them being given an award for having just solved something. And then they get back into their spaceship, like in like the garage and the dock or whatever, yeah. before like going back to where they are. And they're just like, <gasps> yeah, just like yeah. Have that, like, <gasps> freak they out. both lose. That is, that's actually my favorite moment of all of Rick and yeah. Morty. Cause you're like, yeah, 
Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I recall. I think it's season three, and they're both just losing their yeah. shit, and like, oh my god, I didn't think we were gonna do it, Morty. I didn't. Think Rick's we were gonna get like it. Morty's like, we can't keep doing this, Rick. We yeah. Can't. It's great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there's. I didn't. I wasn't in control. I wasn't in control that time, Morty. Yeah. I really thought we were gonna die this time. There, there's so many. There's so many. Again, and for anyone who's listening to this because they enjoy the concepts of alternate universes and such, and you haven't seen Rick and Morty, mm, like you, get ha- on that. you, you have to watch it. There's an entire episode in which it turns out that the power system for Rick's ship is a small pocket universe he's made, populated <laughs> oh, yeah. by like microscopic oh, yeah. people whose entire lives are built around generating power for his <laughs> ship. And every now and then, the episode revolves around them finding out and trying to rebel. <laughs> and then it turns out that this has happened many times before. And yeah. every time he shuts the rebellion down and they solve it by making their own pocket universe <laughs> with their own slave race <laughs> to power their stuff so then they can power his. Oh, it's oh, endless. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant and endless. For me personally, of all the like, and maybe it says something about my view of the world, what mm. happened, but of all the, the various sort of depictions of multiple realities, I think I enjoy this fictional versions the most because I find it gets into the concept the most out of, out of anything. Sure. It's not, it's not just a one-off or they're not exploring a particular idea, but sort of skating over a lot of the implications. It's the only, it's the only tackle tackling this kind of con- this topic in fiction I've seen where they tr- really try and get into all the all the ramifications of what that theory of an infinite number of possibilities could actually mean sure in in both the best and the worst ways possible sure for yourself um aside from yeah the obvious like the joy of nihilism like what do you think about I I suspect we're probably in pretty similar wavelengths when it comes to that but like out of anything possible, sort of alternate university. I know that you deal, you and you as a person or as an, as a content creator enjoy ge- delving into like alternate universes, mm-hmm. perhaps not the exact word, but like created universes, like yeah. universe things like this. Like where does for you Rick and Morty fall along that particular oh, spectrum? I, I, yeah, I think I love the way that Rick and Morty tackles not, not only just alternate universes as a subject matter or as a, setting but i think i like the way they tackle everything and it, it does come back to the to the nihilistic view that the, that the approach that the show takes although i'll say on my part a quick note on on nihilism mm-hmm. in my opinion is mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people hear that a lot of people who aren't who maybe wouldn't consider themselves nihilists so to speak um kind of hear that word and it's like the boogeyman it's like yeah. you know or it's like mccarthyism it's like oh communism or whatever it's like you know lots of negative connotations yeah whereas i i would like i guess for lack of a better for lack of a more complete way of 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 defining it Mm -hmm. uh i I would call my brand of nihilism um optimistic nihilism or 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 positive not nihilism okay in the sense that look i view and and rick and morty is 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 the best example of this? Yeah, I view the universe as being meaningless, as being, as 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 nothing mattering. Yeah, right. Rick Rick is right in my yeah. opinion. Rick yeah. is right about the fact that like really ultimately nothing matters. 
but when I say that, it's true, and it's true. Because, and what Rick does in the episode that we were just, were specifically talking about, yeah. it, what it is, it is, it is the ultimate truth. It doesn't matter that his universe happens to die. Then, I mean, like, you know, take the most famous human being who has ever existed, or maybe who will ever exist. I don't know who that is, but let's like take that person as as an example. Yeah. Look, one day, not only is the Earth going to, you know, die probably to the supernova of our sun yep. but like the entire universe all matter energy and life and existence and time in our universe will succumb to the heat death of yeah of entropy of, will take care of, of existence itself. and and there won't be any like this is this is the the largest we can get but like there won't be any record yeah that anything ever existed yes. period yes so really nothing matters yeah but to me the reason why i take that very scary thought and spin it in a very positive way is that so yes rick is correct that nothing matters but nothing matters to the universe yes our existence to each one of us individually is what matters yes you know what i mean yeah and so like it's the concept of nothing mattering is actually liberating because we don't have to prescribed whatever some god or higher power thinks that we need to do or the priest of said religion says we need to do yeah we get to choose what is meaningful to us in our lives mm-hmm. whether that's like your career or your family the relationships that you that you make or your cats kendo and misty i love you um <laughs> you know you get to you get to you get to define the meaning of your life and yeah. you get to decide what matters to you and that's it and and whatever and no matter how important it is, whatever matters to you, it doesn't matter to anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. No, I, I, I again, I. That's an excellent thing to hear because I, I I wouldn't have been able to put it in as eloquently as you just did. I blacked out but for three minutes. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll 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 get the playback. Someone excellent. will find the re- excellent. Someone the record of that ex- will exist excellent. for the time being. Eventually, <laughs> for the will not. time being. Yeah. But no, I I feel in a very similar way as you say. I like I like how the way you worded it. That it's it's a lip. It's not too many people view that idea. I guess as an incredible negative, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's a very positive concept. The li- yeah. the liberation of the knowledge of um, meaninglessness and and but not <laughs> of of endpoint meaninglessness. Yeah. Not meaninglessness within ourselves. Yeah. But endpoint meaninglessness. Worrying over much about like about what any single thing's ultimate effects will be is, is ultimately not going to matter. Exactly. So play it the way you want it. Exactly. Because that's the only way you can, and that's the only thing that's going to matter because it won't. So yeah. play it however, we, however you like. I yeah. like that. That's, yeah. yeah. That, that was worded very well, much more eloquently than I could. Hey. But I very similarly Glad to, that. to be here. <laughs> all I can say for that is I encourage everyone listening, out of all the shows that we cover this, this season... I, I recommend this one probably the most. This Agreed. one, if you haven't Agreed. already seen it, which a lot of you probably have, I have a sneaking suspicion that the listener demographic and the viewership demographic <laughs> of Rick and Morty probably cross. But if it hasn't, yeah, just watch it for all the reasons that the Ben just described. For all the reasons I would like to describe, and for your own, you will come up with your own once you watch it. Agreed. And if a high-minded philosophy also just doesn't get to you. There's also an episode where, you know, Morty and Rick kill a pedophile potato king oh, yeah. of a fantasy world. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot going on there. There's something for everyone, really. <laughs> it's great. Agreed. 
Well, thank you so much for joining me, Ben, and talking Thanks about for some having uh, me again. yeah existentialist and nihilist philosophy in the guise of a cartoon, which is is, is the best the best presenta- presentation for it. Agreed. Um, Thanks for coming to my office to record this. podcast. Yes, thank you for having us here <laughs> in the lovely for me. Bean Duck Production Studios. Yeah, and yeah, where where can uh, our listeners find yourself and everything that you create? Myself, just online and 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 through Bean Ducks content and social media which is always under bean duck or bean duck productions b-e-a-n-d-u-c-k productions yep uh on facebook twitter instagram we have our own youtube channel we have our twitch channel though we're kind of on hiatus in between seasons of our twitch shows right now okay and on our website www.beanduck.com that's it Gracias. (laughs) Gracias. <laughs> and then for ourselves, if you're not already doing it, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RocketmanTFGC. And uh, if you like what you heard or what you're still hearing, because I'm still talking, so technically it's in the present tense, please head over to RateYourPodcast.com slash RocketmanTFGC, where you can leave us a rating and a review. Otherwise, leave us a review wherever you listen to find podcasts such as this and uh, any other that you happen to listen to. I assume it's fine, because again... It doesn't matter. So they're all fine. Listen to whatever you like. They're all great. Re- review them all. If you Please. Leave, if you leave them a five-star rating, you can come by Bean Duck Studios, and I will give you a hug. There you go. We're on Google Maps. You will Just enjo- find us. You will enjoy the hug. Just it will us. be good. I'm not playing, paying for your plane ticket though no Sorry. you're getting it's transportation is on I, you I, the hugs I've are just on arrived from new zealand for my <laughs> hug sir excuse uh, me bring it in excuse brother might i just paid three thousand dollars to come here for a friendly hug from you and i'll feel better be fucking great here we go you know so australian fans come for a hug it's hey. worth the money trust me there you go thank you very much guys This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.